Hey, James. Steven, once again, I have a question for you. That's, um, if you didn't, I'd be worried. Well, and this is this is something Make that I Make it an easy one. I'm feeling a little no, fragile today. I, well, why you shouldn't feel fragile. I should feel fragile. You just, cr- you had like your biggest win against me in backgammon probably in close to forever. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Should we talk more about how badly I beat you on this day? Well, I'm really debating whether I should have taken the double. It was that one game. If it weren't for the last game... Which was a real seesaw battle, and which I won for eight points. I could have came back for even on that, and I was winning at one you, point. You would have, you would have won on the day if you'd won that last one. But then, as it turns out, I doubled and I won, and uh, and you're still hurting. I'm not bitter. But you know, you're not a bitter loser. I have to say, you're not a sore loser. I remember once. It's one I of was. many, many, many things I admire about you. You, uh, you are an admirable person. I, I, I don't say that enough. <laughs> I I used to be a sore loser when I used to play uh, chess a lot. I remember one time I played in a tournament and I lost, and I literally knocked the guy's pieces off the board and ran out of the. That tournament is sore losing. Tell eight, me the story. Tell me the story you told earlier today about this tournament with the. Um, I don't I don't know what to say. I don't want to give it away. Where you made the one move at the oh, end. Yeah. So this so, is a. So it was me versus another young gentleman. This was a tournament. It was a tournament and it was the final round and we were both. Seven and zero. Seven wins, zero losses. So the final prize was... This was you were a kid or how long no, ago? No, no. This was in 1997. Okay. So the final prize was $10,000. Winner take all? or Winner take all. And he was crushing me. You know, at the end, I was getting crushed so badly, I just picked up my queen from behind, wherever, and I made a completely illegal move, put the queen right next to his king, and shouted, checkmate. And he had all these friends surrounding the table, and w- one of the friends... Was like, whoa, whoa, that would that's not a legal move. Like started shouting at me, but the guy knew. The you player know, knew. The player knew. Were, so I this was, was your way of, sur- of comically surrendering. Right. But then it turned out. So I thought I had lost the tournament, and then it turned out he was uh, playing illegally. He was the champion of Nigeria, and this was like an amateurs only tournament. So I ended up winning despite all of that. So it was great. Like, it was the biggest payday I've ever had at that point in my life. So it was great. Because you do that with me a lot in backgammon now. You'll you'll pretend to make a move that is not at all reflective of what are actually on the dice. How do you know sometimes <laughs> you haven't let those moves go or I haven't told you? Is that the case? I've realized yeah, I have to start watching to you. Oh, that was just a joke. I f- oh, yeah, it was just, I'm sorry. It was just a joke. I feel a little bit like a farmer... Who's been watching the hen house? He thought pretty well. Then you realize that them varmints are getting in under the board, and they're starting to eat all my nuts. And I don't <laughs> want them varmints coming and eating my nuts. Now, do people you work with normally understand these jokes or analogies? What like, jokes? <laughs> I'm not joking. I do have a question, though. I had a question. I, I'd actually uh, let me let me pull a James Altucher on you, okay? Because you're always not letting me ask my questions, and I'm gonna not, not let you ask yours because something you said about. So you said you used to be a sore loser. Yes. Now, there I might had to learn. There might be a lot of reasons why you're not. You aged, you stopped putting yourself in the situations that would encourage that kind of behavior, et cetera, et cetera. Or maybe you broke the habit. So I did have a question I wanted to ask you, James, which is what is a habit? And we've talked before about habits and formation and breakage and so on. But what's a habit right now that you would like to make or break? And what do you think is keeping you from doing that? Well, okay, that's a great question. Here's a new, relatively new habit of mine that I've been starting to do and is fascinating. So 
I always like to get a little bit out of my comfort zone every day. So that's, I think that improves. It almost is like food for the soul a little bit. This is like a stupid example, but lying on the sidewalk and saying good morning to everybody who passes, just like simply lying down. Have you done that? Yes, I've done that. So I tried to find at least one thing every day. Say something. Give me another example that doesn't make you sound like such a crazy person. Just because I know that you're only momentarily. Okay, going up to people and shaking their hands, like total strangers and shaking their hands and saying, hey, nice to meet you. Not helping in the crazy person uh, department. But but that's the thing. One of these things, you have to feel uncomfortable. So you're always going to feel like a little bit crazy doing it. If it's something that you didn't feel crazy, then it's easy. It's like, okay, or another one is um, ask for 10% off at Starbucks every time you go to Starbucks. You do that now too? I did it this morning. I'm curious. So did that work? No, they said no. We can't do that. Uh huh. But yeah. you're, it's very hard to actually ask. Try it right. next time you're at a Starbucks. And I would like twenty percent off. I asked for twenty percent off. Hoping at to get ten? No, I, I I didn't hope for anything. I I just wanted to ask the question. So that was pretend the I'm the barista. T- tell me how you make your order, and then when, at what point do you ask? Okay, I'd like a large black coffee and a pound cake. Sure, that'll be five eighty nine. Listen, can I have twenty percent off, please? What? Yeah, can I have twenty percent off? I have no reason to ask this. I just would like 20% off. No. Okay. Is that fair, kind of the way it went? Yes. Okay. And then what do you feel afterwards? I feel like what I What does it so- accomplish for you? It, it it gives me more and more comfort getting out of my comfort zone. But what's the upside of that? What's the upside of getting the out of The upside of that is that many situations in life are scary and uncomfortable. And if you can kind of sit with that discomfort... And you have more and more ease at sitting with that discomfort. You get better, and, and and you do it in relatively safe situations, like this Starbucks situation. But when a real uncomfortable situation happens, oh, this will remind me of right. being uncomfortable. Right. These other the past one thousand times I tried this, and so you get better at dealing with situations that are just slightly outside of your comfort zone. Do you feel? I mean, this seems like the kind of thing that's like, hard. I, an to... example, like let's say I go to a party. And I'm feeling really shy and in the corner, which some parties that happens to everybody and some parties you feel more social. Well, now I'm used to, I get a little more used to feeling uncomfortable about talking to strangers. Now I'll feel less uncomfortable and I might make more inroads at the party or the networking event or whatever. This seems like a good time to take a quick break. We'll be right back to our conversation after this. I am so glad that today's question of the day is brought to you by none other than Fracture. This is like the coolest idea. Fracture prints your photo in vivid color directly on glass. You simply upload your photo to their website, place your order, and in a few days, you'll receive your Fracture that's ready to mount right out of the environmentally friendly package. All you have to do is stick the screw to the wall and hang it. They even throw in a screw, which is very considerate. It's all really affordable, too, with prices starting at $15 for their small square size. Honestly, this would be a really sleek-looking gift for your family and friends. Dive into all those photos, collecting virtual dust in your smartphone. Pick a few shots of the kids to send to Grandma. I'm going to do it. This really is a brilliant way to do it. The website is FractureMe.com. And here's the important part. The code QUESTION will give you 10% off your first order. QUESTION. Use that code at FractureMe.com. Thanks again, Fracture, for supporting Question of the Day. 
May I digress back to Starbucks for a moment? Yes. So I really, really like their coffee. I, I love Starbucks a lot, and especially if you travel a lot, which I do. It's really nice to have a place that you like that you can find anywhere. I mean, that's a, a nice like convenience. a church. Yeah, not what I was thinking, but yeah, yeah. But there's one thing about Starbucks that kind of grosses me out, weirds me out a little bit, which is this. So you know that the whole culture is built on having it feel as uncorporate, as un you know clinical as possible which is part of, you know, the whole experience of the people who work there interacting with the customers is designed around that. They take your name, they call out your name, the way they the, the employees are trained to speak with you and to interact with you, and there's a lot of conversation. I mean, if you think about it, it's a pretty complicated thing. Someone comes up, there's a lot of vernacular to deal with, and they kind of take the order, and it's, it's all kind of very hand-to-hand, hand-sold, right? There's one component of the hand-selling thing that I think is gross, which is after... They'll make your coffee, whatever kind of coffee it is, you know, and part of this whole thing is they don't wear those plastic food protective gloves because that makes it makes you think it's like a, a fast food place, right? And this is supposed to be the opposite. It's supposed to be like an Italian-style cafe, and they wouldn't wear those plastic gloves in there. But after they make your coffee, they then pick up the lid with their bare hand and put the lid on and press it down with their palm. And every time I get that coffee, I'm just thinking like, I hope this person— Wash their hands. Wash the their hands, or didn't just sneeze, or pick their nose, or do whatever. But it's a really, um, to me, it's a real violation of an otherwise really nice, airtight food customer, food and beverage customer transaction. So, Steve Howard, Egg. if you're listening, try to find. Maybe you need a little, just one little machine to take away from the human interaction. A machine that would just put the lid on without getting their E. coli in my coffee. Steven, 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 I can't believe you just ruined Starbucks for me completely. Is like, that, I can't ever go to Starbucks again. Is that really going to do it? Yeah. But do you, it's funny because, you know, as many people as are kind of concerned about hygiene and even and germs. Oh, you, you I never you hear last, people talk about you're this. The last, uh, I was the last you would suspect to be worried about <laughs> these things. Absolutely not. But, okay, so habit-wise, so that's so that's the Starbucks habit I can't get out of, not that that's the, habit, the kind of habit I was talking about today. My The thing I want to break at Starbucks is to not be concerned about that. All right. Because, you know, I've thought about the workarounds. The workarounds are— The workarounds is don't ask for them to put the top on. Just no, say, I'd rather no, 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 they always do. Well, oh, yeah, you could say no lid. Yeah, no lid, please. But I want a lid. You're going to be like the weird guy. No <laughs> lid. But I want a lid. I could ask for two lids. Can I have an extra lid? And then the one that their fingers touch, I would throw away. Here's another thing. When you then bring it to the table where you put the milk on it, those stations with the milk and the napkins and the sugar and stuff, if you take off your lid to put in cream, which I do, what do you do with your lid? So do you hold it? So what I do is I take out a napkin and I put it down on the counter, the napkin, and then I lay my lid face down on the clean napkin because I don't want to lay my lid down on the nasty counter. Do you think I'm a little bit germaphobic? I think this is a little, like I don't want to say OCD, but because I think that's overused, but uh, it's a little, like I have never thought about any of these things. I will tell you though, that station that you're talking about where you put on all the milk and stuff, the entire reason I order my coffee black all the time now and I drink it black is because I can't stand that station because I always try to pour, used to pour cream in and it would be like, oh, where's the cream? Is it coming out? Is it coming out? And then bam, like the entire bucket of cream would like fall over the coffee. Everything would I can, I can teach you how to pour cream, but it's interesting. So you, you changed a habit in order to get around a problem you had that many, many people would have solved in a different way. But but James, like, with habits, so sometimes I think, this is not quite about a habit. Yeah, maybe it is a habit. 
it's so easy to learn them and then not realize that they're habits. That's kind of what Charles Duhigg's very, very good book, The Power of Habit, is about. Do you ever read it? No. Really good. Oh, I've, I've you heard, would love it. I've heard great things about it. It's really book. good. He's a good writer. It's a good idea. It's a good book. Um, so that's what it's about, is we acquire a lot of habits that we kind of don't treat as habits. We think that we're making choices, whereas, in fact, we're not really making choices. We're just doing the thing we've gotten used to doing without questioning, really, the the value of that choice. But along those lines, I think that a lot of things that we do well that are habits, there are other things that we think are beyond us that are hard that we'd like to do, but we don't realize that, you know, if you just make that habitual, you could learn that too. I'll give you an example. Here, I'll, I'll, give, I'll put you through the paces. Hey, James, can you count uh, from one to ten? Yes. I, I'd like you to do it, please, and make great radio. <laughs> ten. James, um, can you recite the alphabet from A to Z? X, Y, Z. James, can you count backwards from 10 to 1? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Blast off. Can you recite the alphabet backwards from Z to A? No. Right. Why not? Z, Y, X, V, W, U, T, S, R, Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, H? I, H. I, H, G, F-E-D-C-B-A. All right, that was not bad. That was much better than most people. But what's interesting is a lot of people— I still miss an I. Yeah, if you give them that task, they'll think, like, it's a hard thing to do it backwards. No, it's not. You counted backwards from 10. Why? Because we use that. You recite the alphabet from A to Z. Why? Because we use it and we learn it. So if we wanted to learn something as simple and idiotic as reciting the alphabet backwards— Here, you want to sing it with me? I think it helps to sing it to the song. Z Y X W V U T S R Q N P O N M L K. Shout out to Martin Luther King. J I H G F E D C B A. Now I know my Z Y X's. Next time, won't you be real sexy? Listen to a clip from the next question of the day in just a moment. But first... Oh my gosh, after that question of the day, I'm happy to be thanking once again our sponsor, Fracture. Fracture prints your digital photos directly on glass in vivid, eye-popping color like you won't believe. I think my eyes just fell out even saying that. Every Fracture is made by hand in Gainesville, Florida, checked by an actual human as opposed to a robot for quality assurance and delivered with a solid backing ready to mount onto the wall right out of their eco-friendly packaging. They even throw in the screw. With prices starting at $15, it's affordable and makes for a fantastic gift. I'm going to use it. The website is FractureMe.com, and here's the important part. The code QUESTION will give you 10% off your first order. QUESTION. Use that code at FractureMe.com. Big thanks to Fracture for supporting Question of the Day. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be back next time when our conversation will go something like this. What makes intelligent people intelligent? And and I guess define intelligence a little bit. I'll define it in that... You don't really need me at all for this, do you? Asked and <laughs> well, answered I by ask James you, Alton. I wanna, no, I'm not answering. I'm just defining intelligence. Okay. You're, you know a lot of facts, so that's a, a, not an important part of intelligence. I would argue that's the lowest form of right, intelligence. <laughs>